When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I mentioned this before, uh, and Take Flight is the part of our podcast where we run through some smaller subjects, not just Celtics, sometimes going around the entire league, as big as it is. Let's go to our first take. Thunder. Yeah. The OKC Thunder. Are they being slept on by everybody outside of teeny tiny Oklahoma City? Esteban, I'm going to toss it to you first. Yes. Uh Yes, like I looked it up. They only have 13 nationally televised games this year. Was I don't even know, was the Boston OKC game national? No, that wasn't. That That's was local. Crazy. Like how how like how do you have SGA and Tatum going at it in that fourth quarter and nobody like unless unless you were in Boston, OKC, it or wasn't in NBA pass. TV. Yeah. At least make it that. Yeah, and I, I guess, you know, look, I know I looked it up. Thunder finished 40-42. You know, Chet Holmgren last year didn't play, uh, was injured. Um, but SGA scoring third in points per game. He's uh, first in steals. He's second in volume over replacement player, uh, which for those who may not know, it's basically you're measuring how valuable are, you are over the guy who comes in uh, off the bench to, to take uh, to take your spot. Only other person who's better right now in him than him in that ranking is uh, is Jokic. And I, I guess my my real question here is like, are we are we bad at recognizing talents beyond just like the narratives that are given to us? Like, oh, here's the here are the best teams, here are the stars. That's what we watch. Are are we like collectively bad at at, at doing this at doing that? Possibly. I mean, like yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, we're I'm, really bad at it. Or I'd say at least on a national because level, because it's, it's, it's a similar conversation too with the Timberwolves. Is like because. They're also, I think they have even fewer nationally televised games than, than the well, Thunder this part year. Part of it has, has to be the markets. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why the Knicks will have the platform that they have, even though they haven't been seriously relevant in right. decades. Like they had Knicks Bulls on ABC last night. Right. Yeah. And right. so part of it is just, I think, the market, how many eyeballs you think you're going to get on it. And in OKC in particular, look, it's one of the smallest markets mm-hmm. in the entire country. And you have... SGA, who should be a household name for any legitimate sports MVP fan. candidate, absolutely. But then, aside from that, as you said, Chet Holmgren, Josh Giddy, these are young guys that most people yeah. have not seen much of. And so, if anything, it's just like, yeah, they're a sleeper because they're so young. To me, they feel like one of the teams of the future. Where yeah. two years, three years from now, we're going to be talking about, damn, like OKC, the collection right. of three guys that they have is out of control and that's when they'll start getting this but it's gonna be like a long drag time i yeah. think for people to actually wake up and pay attention yeah i mean and we saw it before in oklahoma city when you know during the, the kd years where it was like oh like there's a, a star the nba has that star they can it's easy to produce that i guess it is is sga there or, or, or as we're talking about do you think people are still like oh that's who that guy is. He absolutely should be. I mean, he's fourth in MVP candidacy right Name's now. Name's too long. On the, <laughs> that's what it, it is. is. It is too long. And people don't know if it's Shy or Shay. That's yeah. also something I've realized. Yeah. Also, felt... Chet, like, do you think Tom a lot of, Green. I mean, there was so much, no, not, not even just the name, but Chet, yeah. I think coming out of the draft, there is so much, like, 
this guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. is his body going to hold up right. in the NBA? Right, it's right, right. this kind of stupid thing that a casual fan looks at. And they're right. like, I'm it's supposed it's, to it's believe in It's like a Wimby sort of conversation. It's like, oh, he's too tall and skinny. Like, that, yeah. that doesn't make it. Is, is it, did I say it right? Is it Shay or is it Shy? It, it's Shay. Yeah, it it's Shay. Okay, I thought think so. It's shy, so it's like, you know, maybe that, like, if you can't say the name right, how's it going to be a household name? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. SGA. Yeah. That's, that. Like, that's a cool It's a shortcut. Yeah. It's a cool nickname. It's like it took people forever with Giannis to stop calling him the Greek freak because they, they couldn't, couldn't say, say anything. Cool. You know? <laughs> Just call him Giannis. That took like four or five years. Yeah. So, I mean, what what does it take for like a team like that or a team like Minnesota? Is is it the playoffs where it's like you are forced to to watch them? Do you think that's that's what it takes for it to stop being like, oh, we're gonna give you a few games? It's like, no, no, you're you're the star. You should be getting this spot. It doesn't make sense to me how they're not getting more attention. Like they're the second youngest team. They're on pace for fifty nine wins, which is yeah. a lot of wins. Yeah, and especially yeah. like they're ahead of the curve. Like they have so much draft capital for the future. Like they're only gonna get better. Like they're in the wide open. Yeah. Their window's wide open. So I think I, I saw they have a lottery pick next year, Yes, right? and like what Sam Presti's done there, Massachusetts native, by the way. Shout out. And, and the, I forget the head coach's name. Yes. Dagno. Yeah, from Lemonster. Right? Yeah, from Lemonster. So yeah. two Massachusetts And I think gonna he's going to yeah. be a big favorite for Coach of the Year. He's yeah, Massachusetts Coach of the Year right now. Award. As it stands yeah. right now already, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what, like, what they're doing, it's like the second youngest team. They like you look at the, they got wins over the Celtics, the Timberwolves, they beat the Nuggets twice, the Suns, the Lakers, and they beat the Warriors three times. Yeah. Like, this team is for real. And, like, it's going to take more national attention. But, like, I think, what, like you said, like, once they get to the playoffs, like, people are going to see how special this team really is. I am thrilled because I think they – technically it's, like, the, the, the Wolves, the Thunder, and the Nuggets all are only, like, one game out uh, away from each other right now. Uh, I think looking at, at the stands, that's what it was. I am thrilled to see a potential playoff series between any of those teams and just Shea just going off for, you know, a potential seven-game series in Western Conference Finals. That – Please make make that happen. And yeah, I think I think that's what it'll take to get yeah. more of a national stage. And yeah. I believe that they'll get there because it's a good team. Yeah, uh, we're talking about the team of the future. Let's go to somebody who can't let go of the past. <laughs> so our next our next take is Gordon Hayward, who said this about the 2018-2019 Celtics and what went wrong with that team. In my eyes, it was just we all had too many agendas and the. Uh, agenda to win the whole thing was not the main one not to blame anyone either because i think it was all human nature i mean i'm mm -hmm. coming back from where the last season that i played i was an all-star so i'm trying to prove that i'm still an all-star Kyrie was hurt the year before too didn't miss the playoffs so he's trying to prove like this is still his team and mm -hmm. then you've got jt and jalen and terry who are coming off where they're all starting make it to the eastern conference finals the year before they're all trying to prove like we've arrived y'all were loaded we had God. probably eight players that had career highs of like over 40 mm -hmm. who were all like arguably in their prime were y'all having those hard conversations of like hey we get it it's one basketball like we got we had like out. eight of them Okay. okay. <laughs> At least we do need people to sacrifice, but that person shouldn't be me. But we still made it to the second round, and that was with all the difficulties that we had. So to me, this is first of all, I we're so many years removed. We're, we're basically a, yeah. a college career removed from that team. It's true, and I don't think that anything that he said. I, was so revealing yeah if yeah. anything it was kind of like hey gordon you're telling on yourself a little <laughs> bit right now and he owns up to it in that in that soundbite but at the same time it's like 
So weren't you guys all saying you you were just being a little bit, you know, too self-centered right. on your team? Yeah, and that was on the Paul George's podcast. What, what's the name of that podcast? Podcast P. Podcast P. He's got P. so many nicknames. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. I was thinking about it last night, how they called him Pandemic P during the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was an all-time nickname. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout, shout out to uh, to Paul George. But yeah, I, it's, it kind of feels like... Um, like how they, they revealed secrets about like the Kennedy assassination now that everybody's dead, you know, like it, it doesn't hurt anybody anymore. It's like, it's, it's so far, far removed. Um, I, I think the most illuminating thing to me is just, we don't really see players um, in the moment that sort of candid, uh, especially about like just the reality of that. So much of what makes a team successful isn't what happens on the court or the field. It's about like, Hey, can you get along with your coworkers? Can, can you all, come together and try to put these massive egos that you need to be a professional athlete aside to do this thing. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was probably the most interesting thing. It was just sort sort of revealing, you know, the face under the mask it was like, yeah, these guys, like they, they're people. And uh, sometimes that's the biggest thing uh, that gets in the way of success. I think for me, the biggest thing to take away from it is smartly how and some of it is just luck and timing but smartly how brad stevens has mostly avoided that kind of scenario in terms of contracts and what he structured with this current celtics team yeah so that was a team that had championship aspirations Mm -hmm. which looking back on it now feels impossible because you're like that team was so dysfunctional so much talent so much dysfunction but you had guys like Terry Rozier playing for a contract. You had multiple guys playing for some iteration of a contract. Right. And then you had somebody like Gordon Hayward who was coming back from a serious injury and trying to cement himself still as a star in the league. Yeah. You look at where this team is, you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown basically both tied up in their money. Right. Like they, they, they basically have their money set. Mm-hmm. You have Payne Pritchard, who you just gave a new contract to, not saying that he's here for years to come, but mm-hmm. he's at least set in his money now. Basically the only, and Porzingis and Drew Holiday, who just added, the only X factor in terms of is this per, could this person be uh, discontent on your team is Derek White, and Derek White might be the nicest guy in the entire NBA. <laughs> so, right. so a part of me is like, are you guys taking advantage of Derek White's niceness? <laughs> and then you're parading around and going, Derek White should be an all-star when you know damn well yeah, most yeah. people don't think Derek White has a true shot at all-star. Like, I want to start a t-shirt campaign that says just like, pay Derek White. Yeah. Who cares about all-star? What, 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 how, many, how many years does he have as his contract? He's got this year and next. Yeah. And honestly, like, you just talked about Brad Stevens. Like he hasn't made many mistakes, but did he make a mistake not extending Derek White before the deadline this year? Because he just he's just gonna keep getting yeah. more valuable. Get paid. The, it just skyrocketed his value. We kind of saw it last year, like covering the team, watching the team. Like you know, Celtics fans see it, but like around the league, you don't necessarily see how important this guy is. And like that yeah. was values just skyrocketed. It's like that could be a rare mistake for Brad Stevens not extending him before the deadline this year. I I. I think it's perfectly possible we see like a Jalen Brunson type situation with him where like he is essentially he has to leave because they just can't pay him and then he blossoms into a full-blown like oh this guy's like an all-star all-star you know you can't ignore it anymore type of guy with, with another team so such I, a I nightmare scenario yeah I, I guess going back to, to Hayward though to his comments you know we, we we not to be revisionist but looking back on that very first game of that group you know the infamous uh lob from from Kyrie Irving to Hayward uh, against the Cavs, do y'all see this all playing out differently if if that doesn't happen? If he hadn't had the injury, yeah, I hate to say it. I think that 
the personalities on that team and the type of coach that Brad Stevens was, not yeah. to discredit him, I love Brad Stevens as a coach, more so as an executive, I don't think that it, it just wasn't the right combination. Right. It's, to me, it's the ultimate uh, case of you can't fantasy compile an NBA team. Mm-hmm. There has to be a chemistry, and the chemistry doesn't just come from talent playing with talent and appreciating each other. Like, you all have to be on the same page about where you are in your careers. Not to go back to what everybody goes back to, but that's why I think the big three in the 2008 team worked so well. Is because all of those guys had been around the block, minus Rondo, who was kind of the little brother in that scenario, and had a different skill set, and they were all ready to win. They were all, it's time to... You know, go out there and get a ring, and that's why that worked so immediately to me. You need guys on the same page, and those guys were just all over the map. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, again, I think it's so much just about how how we 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 talk about talent, we talk about you know draft pick, etc. At the end of the day, it's like can can these guys all get along? And that's a uh, that's probably like the hardest thing to do is 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 make all of these superstars. Do you think uh, work, these work guys together. can all get along? They seem to. I mean, they seem like they like the. The in San Antonio, the the chance of uh, whites and all star and everybody clapping in unison, yep. like the vibes are immaculate with with this team, uh, and and that I mean that just shows, and that's that's what you that's what you want out of a of a true title contender. Okay, I can tell you're chomping at the bit to talk about San Antonio. So you wanted to put this in take flight. Yes, that Derek White may be the best player besides Kawhi to come out of San Antonio? Yes, I, that is my uh hot take of of uh, of this thir- of this take flight. Uh yeah, look, uh we we Greg Popovich, he talked he talked about after the game just how much uh Derek White improved uh from his time beginning in the league to where he is now and, and we have that sound here. Time here was what what have you thought kind of about these next steps he seems to have taken particularly this year? Um my just couldn't be more proud of a player. Uh, you know, when he first came, um, I, I don't think he believed he belonged in the NBA. Uh, and to watch him develop, you know, through the years here, starting with the G League and uh, playing with us and then starting for us and then taking more steps uh, in Boston has just been a thrill to watch. Uh, he's, you know, he's one of the greatest guys ever, and his confidence has just exploded. So it, it's been a, a process. I don't know. How, he's been in the league now. I don't know, six, seven years. I'm, I'm not sure anymore. Uh, but uh, he's a he's a great story in starting out uh, at the bottom and believing in in himself and doing the work necessary to get where he is now. So, uh, just thrilled for him. What was the key to kind of helping with that belief? Like you said, obviously his confidence right now is as high as it's been. What was the key while he was here to getting him to believe in himself? Uh, just gaining the confidence. You know, that's that's what it was all about, and and the minutes, and you know, supporting him and playing him and uh, making sure he knew he was on the right track all the time and, and doing well. Uh, and he, he had a natural affinity and understanding of the game, IQ-wise, that I don't think he knew about himself. You know, I mean, he's an innately good passer, for instance, 
and you could see it immediately, but he didn't even think of himself that way. Uh, he, he was too humble, I guess, to start out, and now he's figured it out. Look, uh, we're seeing it now. Um, a guy who, like, even if, if there may be disagreement on if he's, if he's an all-star, just the fact that he's in that conversation uh, shows. A, a guy who was playing with Division two ball, making it all the way to the NBA. Uh, yeah, I I can't think of many of the people who've come out of that San Antonio system because usually, like, if you think of Spurs, they stay Spurs, and the Kawhi situation was kind of weird, and you know, and that that played out the way just it did. a little weird, just a little a little strange. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, like much with Kawhi. Yeah, uh, but no, I think it to to see the 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 talent that that organization has produced um, and sent out. Uh, I, yeah, White, it, what what he's done, it, it's incredible, and uh, and the Celtics are. You really, I think uh, they, sh- they should uh, give San Antonio a ring if, if they win. Just a, a piece, a, a diamond of the ring. I remember when, uh, first of all, that's very generous of you <laughs> to give back to San Antonio. Well, I remember the first game that Derek White came into, and I thought that he kind of fit into that Celtics system immediately. Yeah. And then was shoved down the depth chart a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoved down the bench a little bit. And obviously Marcus Smart was taking a lot of the time that maybe Derek White would have had on otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that I hated that move because right. I love my Marcus Smart. And at the time I felt like for the most part it was the right thing. But at the same time, I, I look at it and I go, why is it so hard for everybody to accept that what Derek White does is sustainable. Anytime that we talk about Derek White, we say, well, he has these numbers. I think about last year during that stretch around this time of year when Marcus Smart was out with injury and Derek White was Eastern Conference Player of the Week and was on this incredible tear. And everybody, we had Scal on our show at the time saying, well, yeah, Derek White's doing this now, but can he do this for a season? And it's like he continues. At what point has he shown you that he can't that he doesn't do it? Uh, most of the time, he's a more consistent player than anything else. Yeah. And so, when is he going to get paid? When are we going to accept this? When it? When are we just going to say, okay, this is who Derek White is? Just because he came out of G League doesn't mean yeah. that he can't be this now. Yeah, and I, I guess this sort of goes back to my my question earlier about are we bad at recognizing talent? Is the NBA like how hard is it? So to you're t- calling Derek White goes to OKC in two years, and that's one of the best teams he, in the he entire league. He goes to San Antonio, pairs oh. up with Wimby, and then there we go. <laughs> he 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 makes a or sorry in San Antonio. But I mean, how, how difficult like how difficult is it to find like these guys who. If if he's in some other other place, maybe he he if he like gets drafted by the Lakers, maybe he never becomes the player he is. If, or if he goes like to the next whatever, I mean, how difficult is it? Do y'all think to to foster talent in a league where it's so much like, hey, we need to win right right now? Well, to develop really, yeah. right? We're talking about development, right? I think it's impressive that he's been able to do it here on a team that's been championship focused for the last three seasons. Yeah, I, I mean, I I just I just wonder like how many other Derek White's are out there. They just never got the shot to do that, you know, and they just get pushed down the bench. Is there someone you have in mind in particular? I can't think of one off the top of my head, but that's probably why because yeah. you, we don't see them and and we just don't know. Like it, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of other players who have maybe the talent, skill set, body type of Derek White, but 
they just don't get that shot. Um, and so it's 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 a kind of incredible that that it's happened. But uh, you know, it's obviously paying dividends for for the Celtics. Yeah, and he did get an extension in San Antonio, so they did see something. It's like it's not like it was just kind of when he came to Boston. It it certainly he's developed a lot since he came to Boston. But he signed what I think it was like a four year, seventy five million dollar deal. Like that's a pretty good deal for considering like he was a younger player in the league and on a. At the time, the Spurs were kind of rebuilding a little right. bit at that time. So he got that deal. And it's like they saw something. And, like, yes, his development in Boston has been significant. And it's it's shown that, like, he is this type of player. And it is wicked sustainable. But, you know, in terms of the development, like, it started in San Antonio. And they saw something. So um, so is this your roundabout way of crediting Pop for all of Derek White's success? Yeah. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't, don't y'all remember, like, the, the nickname for the Celtics for a little, I was like, oh, they're the Spurs of the East. Uh, do, do y'all remember that a few years ago? Like, the, that that was sort of put out there. Was like, this, like, a Twitter nickname? I think, yeah. It, okay. it was it was, it was was out about there. So, yeah. Uh, that was the Brad Stevens Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Brad, the Brad Stevens era Celtics, Spurs of the East. So, yeah. Uh, it, and now they got one of the, as, as I said, I think the only other guy who's come out of the system better is is Kawhi. So yeah, uh Spurs of the East back in, in full effect for for the Celtics, I say. I'm always curious, how do you think Tatum would have done in that system? In with in San Antonio? Yeah. I think he would have been successful anywhere. That that's uh please don't like that that's that's uh that that's a daydream for all of San Antonio Twitter of of uh, <laughs> of Tatum on on the Spurs. Uh, he just reads when we talk about the Celtics being the Spurs of the East, Tatum reads to me as the perfect spur. Like perfect. Yeah, like just, just like let me work in this system. He is. He I'm gonna is, give it up to the coach. He is very Tim Duncan esque. Exactly. Just like not ever. I I don't know if I've ever seen him be like too excited about anything off the court. Like he's just very like, hi, here's my quote. Okay, thank you. And that's like Tim Tim Duncan who could uh, who could dribble and shoot from the outside. Yes, a, a, a very similar sort of sort of vibe. exactly. So I, I He's a, Tim Duncan is the example I use when people knock Tatum of. Does he have what it takes to be a leader? And he is he vocal enough with his teammates? I'm like, well, he, people lead in different ways. He dresses better than Tim. Uh, you know, is it is that just an era of the NBA though? I think Tim Duncan, if he played right now, would be he would show up in cargo shorts and flip flops and a t shirt. It, it, it would be the same. Kind of like God Al. bless him. Like, but like, I, I like Al Horford. Al Horford's yeah. a little bit better dressed. Yeah, than Tim yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Al Horford's just like straight up button down. I mean, have, have you have you seen like the picture of like Tim Duncan like accepting the MVP and like he has like like the I think it's like the baggy jeans. It's all short. baggy. Yeah, yes, it's yes. great. It's great stuff. And very the fits from that era were amazing. Yeah, very like two like two thousands core. Uh, it's. I'm you know. taking a look now. Yeah, this is pretty gross. It's not, <laughs> this is not a good look. And, and I'm sorry, it's turned into a Derek White appreciation pod, but yep. just watching the pregame shows, Derek White strolling in is always just in like the basic gray Nike uh, Nike sweatsuit that was given to him for free by the team. <laughs> and I'm like, Derek White does not have time for any yeah, of this. Yeah. So, uh, so no. But I, as I said, I think a guy coming out of that system doing what, what he what he's done now. Uh, it's 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 it is it is as you said. Maybe it's like turning to a Derek White appreciation segment. But no, like you, you, we should celebrate those guys who, who who are doing what he's doing. Are you going to the Spurs game on the 17th? It's too much money, um, and I don't feel comfortable getting a press pass because I would <laughs> you not can't be sell that to your editor. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be 
I would not be unbiased. If like, because if I'm reporting, I'd be like, I got, I got, I got to be like legit, and I'll be like, I, I just wouldn't. Um, so what would happen if the Celtics went into? A, I mean, I know this isn't happening anytime yeah. in the near future, into a Spurs but went finals. Into a, a, well, yeah, like Celtics Spurs. Uh, I, I, I think it would be like the Supreme Court where I have to recuse myself. Really? Um, <laughs> from from coverage. See, I appreciate that you have kept your fandom that way because yeah. for most of us, it just uh, it gets like drained out of you when you go into no no you media. know I, I got i you know i gotta represent it to the fullest um listen the uh i think i think boston paid the refs and in, in the spurs game that's the only time i've ever done it uh the, the refs were in on it um <laughs> so look that the, the, the obviously i'm joking the the that home game here against the spurs um you know the celtics have tatum and brown and porzingis and drew holiday and Derek white and the spurs have uh, Wimby and the power of friendship. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how it plays out. <laughs> Beautiful. Justin, anything more you want to add this week? No, I think we touched on it all. Okay. Well, welcome to your 22nd year. It is wonderful to have you here with us, but extremely frightening how young you are <laughs> doing all that you do. And you can follow along with Justin's work at weei.com. He's out at all the games and practice all the time. And with Esteban at GBH. Is it GBH.org? Yes. Wow, that's fancy. Yeah. That's, Nailed it. That's <laughs> so much more impressive than our dot coms. All right, this has been Slam. Thanks for listening, guys. We will get back to you next week.